are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a December 3rd Saturday night edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com, former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. It has been a little while. We took a little break. I know I said we would be back before tonight's game. Sorry we were not, but uh, I know that there was some news. Alfaruk Aminu practiced on Friday but did not play in the game Saturday against the Miami Heat. And the Blazers won that game Saturday night, 99-92. to A rare defensive win for the Blazers as they snap Miami's winning streak. The Heat had won two games in a row coming into this game. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hope that you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, all those places. If you want to advertise with us, hit us up at LockdownBlazers at gmail.com. Blazers win it Saturday night against the Miami Heat in the last game before they head off to another extended road trip. And the Blazers did it tonight without getting monster performances from Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. The duo combined to score only 36 points combined in this game. However, they made it when it counted, specifically McCollum. McCollum scored seven of Portland's final 14 points in the last two minutes and 57 seconds. The Blazers outscored the Heat 14-1 to to help seal this one. It was truly a game of runs. The Heat started off the game hot. Blazers really wrestled the game back in the second quarter. And then it it was really just a back-and-forth affair. But ultimately, I think the Heat ran out of gas, having only eight healthy bodies. And Portland's depth for probably not the first time this season, but it feels like it really made good on the fact that their team is one built on depth and they were able to use that depth to their advantage tonight in a way that uh, we, we haven't really seen. We've talked about the struggles with the bench and tonight uh, everybody that played for Portland that came off the bench, Alan Crabb who played 28 minutes, Evan Turner who played 28 minutes, Myers Leonard, who played 19 minutes, and Noah Vonley, who also played four minutes. All those guys had a positive plus-minus tonight. Crab had the best offensive game with 16 points, including four three-pointers. But uh, everyone on the Blazers bench had a solid night. Evan Turner also had a, a really solid night, despite the fact that he did not shoot the ball well from three, had a couple threes. That didn't go down either. He had nine points, six assists, and six rebounds. Took ten shots. Was aggressive. Uh, it 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 does look like 
the fit is getting a little bit better. It, it it does it does feel like those guys are playing off each other a little bit better. The Blazers have struggled, but I I, I think we 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 have we're seeing them play a little bit better together. There's a little bit more cohesion. A lot of those same actions that I thought were clunky earlier in the season, especially with Turner, like the dribble handoffs and the Stotzian things that the Blazers do on the perimeter as part of their offense in that circular motion, just didn't, it looked clunky and it, it, it's starting to look a little smoother now. And I think that that is probably, you could probably just um, say that that's has to do more with time and comfort and understanding of how everyone plays and the Blazers defense on that second unit tonight was very solid they held the heat to 20 points in the second quarter they outscored them 34 to 20 I think that was the the big difference in the game tonight and the Blazers down the stretch really defended when it counted tonight they had that second quarter which was awesome and the Heat had their runs, as as NBA teams are going to have, but Portland really shut it down tonight, down the stretch, and I thought that was really important, and I think it's really important for this team to continue to take strides defensively without Al Farouk Aminu, because even when Aminu comes back, you they have to be better defensively if they get want to go, if, if they want if they want to get where they say they want to go, and that's being a contending team, winning in the playoffs, potentially you know getting to the Western Conference Finals. That that has been the stated goal from the Blazers is they want to get to the Western Conference Finals. That's what Damian Lillard said earlier in the year, and after making it through the second round or to the second round last year, that's the logical next step. But they need to get better defensively without Aminu. And when Aminu gets back, everybody else has to get better. As I've talked about so far this season, he's been the difference. Aminu has been the difference between a historically bad defense and just an average defense. And the Blazers are being cautious with his return. They had him practice, and perhaps he will play when the Blazers head out for this road trip because uh, – the road is a tough place to get wins, and especially after the the road trip went the way it went the last time, uh, which was pretty difficult for Portland. They uh, need to get on the right track, and they need all the help that they can get in that regard. The Blazers are off until Monday, where they will start their five-game road trip in Chicago on December 5th and maybe Aminu's back who knows but we know that you love basketball and I guess the only question that I have is are you ready to get into the action and if you are I think you should check out betdsi.com for over 20 years they've been a top rated business it's safe to play and it's really it's really easy to use i i use betdsi it's great they have great basketball specials football and one of the best things about betdsi is that 
you can bet on pretty much anything. You can bet on hundreds of football games, basketball, UFC. You could even bet on the election if you wanted to. And, I mean, you should really just check out all the different uh, things that you can uh, wager on. And they have great customer service. They are, are, are really uh, attentive and, and, and really make sure you're taken care of. And they have great in-game wagering for every sport that you want, football, basketball, I know college football just wrapped up, but uh, pretty much anything you want to play, you can play it at BetDSI. And best of all, my listeners get $10 off by signing up for the service. And you do that by going to BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. And use the promo code BLAZERS10 to get your free wager and start winning today. That's BetDSI.com. So today I was asked to cover uh, the Miami Heat for the Miami Herald. I went to their shoot-around today, and I was curious about the situation regarding the Blazers and Hassan Whiteside because it has been reported that the Blazers were interested in Whiteside. Uh, that's been reported uh, a couple of places, and it was even during free agency. But previous retellings of uh, uh, of the the free agency for Whiteside didn't really talk that much about what how, how interested he was in eventually coming to Portland, and he ended up re-signing with Miami. Dallas was the other main team that was talked about uh, with regards to Whiteside. Whiteside, by the way, monster game tonight against the Blazers, 28 points, 16 rebounds in 41 minutes. As we mentioned, the Heat are pretty depleted, so he had to play a lot of minutes. But uh, back to the point about Whiteside at shoot-around. So I, I saw Whiteside. I saw you know an opening to go talk to him. And so I wanted to ask him uh, how serious the Blazers, how serious of a consideration did he give the Blazers? Because I think that that's interesting because – you want to know whether he seriously considered it. And it, it, it's always interesting to know what guys think, guys that were free agents, because especially with regards to the Blazers and Portland in general, I think there's this uh, accepted narrative that free agents aren't interested in signing in Portland. And uh, so when I asked Whiteside that question, uh, here's what he said. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, Portland's my second option. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I don't, I don't think anybody knew that. I didn't know. There you go. Well, I, I just read about, you know, that they were interested, so. Cool. All right. Thanks, son. Yeah, I would have came here. Yeah. So that was my short and, and, and somewhat awkward interaction with Son Whiteside while covering the heat for the Miami Herald today. But uh, that was an interesting response because it, it seems like the, the perception is that Portland wasn't even really considered. And uh, Whiteside seems to, you know, Whiteside obviously feels a little differently or is telling a, another side of the story that maybe we just haven't heard before. But uh, I guess all of that is moot now that he did re-sign with the Heat. The, the Heat have had some trouble themselves. 
and tonight it didn't get any better, but they've actually been playing well as of late, and they've been winning some games that on the schedule you don't think they would win. And there's been a lot of speculation about whether the Heat are going to turn to the draft and maybe think about tanking. And Whiteside, although they did sign him to a big contract, maybe there's some question about where he fits in long-term with the team because a lot of their other uh, potential key pieces moving forward, guys like Justice Winslow, guys like Josh Richardson are all really young. So um, I don't think we'll see Whiteside uh, on the Blazers anytime soon, but I thought it was interesting because, again, the the, the perception about uh, Portland is that free agents don't consider them, and uh, to hear that Whiteside did consider coming to Portland and was, in fact, his second choice was pretty interesting. Now, another caveat to that story, or perhaps not a, a, a caveat, I, I should say just an additional nugget to keep in mind in wondering perhaps why Whiteside might say something like that. He and CJ McCollum, Portland guard, who uh, signed a, a, an extension of his own in the summer and had a nice game to, to finish the game tonight, uh, he is represented by the same agency that Whiteside is. So they are rep by the same agency and they had the same business manager. So perhaps that personal connection is something that uh, Whiteside maybe seriously considered. Now, we don't know if the Blazers met with Whiteside. That part is still pretty unclear. And as far as we know now, they didn't meet. So uh, it's still interesting given the fact that he was so interested and that we didn't really hear, we didn't hear about them having a meeting, that he didn't take a meeting with the Blazers. That's pretty interesting considering the fact that he said that they were second. So, uh, yeah, really, uh, yeah, interesting day with the Miami Heat for me. And and just uh, was curious to ask Whiteside that question. And, uh, yeah, interesting to shed some light on that because Zach Lowe reported last week that the Blazers had chased a sign Whiteside, but uh, we didn't really know anything about Whiteside's point of view. So, uh, I, I think that those speak well, though, to the thing that the Blazers have going on. Granted, they did sign some guys in free agency, guys from other teams that wanted to come play for the Blazers. But I think the impression uh, that a lot of us have had is that uh, and even the impression that uh, Neil O'Shea has uh, portrayed to the media and to fans is that the Blazers are investing in guys that want to be in Portland. And the other side of that, of course, is that there are a bunch of players that don't want to be in Portland. And to hear that while Whiteside did not choose the Blazers, that he considered Portland probably, you know, a a good sign for how things are going, even though I think there are plenty of other good signs (laughs) for, for how things are going for the Blazers. They get a win tonight. That was... Uh, one that they needed before they head off to a five-game road trip. They still have the best, or excuse me, not the best, the worst defense in the league. But uh, it's not quite so bad. And their net rating is also a little bit stronger these days. So they're getting closer to the the team that I think we all thought they would be. They're, they're starting to uh, round 
into that form. And, and the Blazers aren't a team. I know we're all tired of hearing about the defense, but as long as they suck at it this much and are a team with expectations, we have to talk about it. So this isn't a team that's going to play that, that you are going to expect to play lockdown defense for 48 minutes and really just make it hard on you the entire game. But what they did tonight and what they did last year successfully and what they need to get back to doing is getting the more timely stops and, and, and just getting that they were doing that tonight in a way that uh, they have done a lot. They, they've been a pretty good fourth quarter team, but um, just being able to really lock in for even just a couple of stretches is, is, is some steps for this team, frankly, uh, at least from where they've been earlier this season. They, this is not even close to the type of defense that this team has shown they can play. And, they're working their way back to that. But tonight, we, we saw them step up in ways that I think they did towards the end of last season where they would get the stops that they needed to win games. And they're getting the baskets that they need to win games. And they're getting production that they need from up and down the roster to win right now. And in these last two games, Indiana and Miami two teams that are at the bottom of the Eastern conference playoff picture, maybe on the outside, most likely on the outside, but Portland gets a couple of wins and gets a little bit more, a little, a little wind in their sails heading into this road trip because after that Houston game where Harden and the Rockets scored over 130 and the Blazers' defense was really just – it kept on getting worse and worse and worse. And the schedule was definitely a part of that. And the schedule for Portland does not get that much easier. Uh, I believe I saw John Schumann from NBA.com said that Portland has the toughest schedule in the Western Conference when you account travel – and all the and all these other factors, it's not going to be easy. But I I I think actually at the same time the Blazers are getting better, and so as the schedule is ramping up, it seems like the Blazers are, are rounding into shape and getting ready for what that schedule is going to bring. They needed these last two wins. I think uh, tonight's win, even though the Heat were depleted, even though James Johnson got ejected in the third quarter giving the heat seven healthy players right now i thought this was a pretty impressive win because the heat have been playing well lately they're a well-coached team they're relentless they play good defense and portland rose to the occasion and won on a night when their two stars did not have excellent nights and they really used a balanced attack and uh, again they deserve credit for this win tonight just like they deserve credit for the win against indiana and they needed both of these because uh, this upcoming road trip is not going to be easy. They have Chicago first on uh, on the schedule, who the handled the Blazers a couple of weeks ago in Portland, really beat them up on the glass. Jimmy Butler and D Wade did pretty much whatever they wanted. Even Jaron Grant outplayed Damian Lillard that game, which doesn't happen often. So. Uh, that's going to be a tough task. Then they've got Milwaukee, which uh, is a unique matchup with 
Giannis Atitacumpo running the point and, and running the show there. Memphis, Portland won at Memphis earlier this year when everyone was healthy for the Grizzlies. That's probably their best win of the season so far. And they get Memphis now without Mike Conley, who's dealing with a back injury. Then they're at Indiana on the 10th, and then they wrap up the road trip with a game at Los Angeles against the Clippers, who have been uh, fantastic so far this year. And they were the uh, toast of the Western Conference for uh, much of the early part of the year, but Golden State seems to have wrestled that back. But it will still be tough for the Blazers, but it does seem like Aminu's getting healthier. He may be back next week when they start this road trip. It seems like Turner's fitting in a little bit better with that second unit. It feels like the second unit as a whole is developing a little bit more confidence. I think that adding Aminu back, that starting lineup, Harkless continues to play well and continues to deliver. I think getting the starting lineup back will be a huge plus for this team. And then also uh, getting more dedicated time for those Myers, Leonard, Ed Davis minutes and combining that with how I think Turner and Leonard have developed a little bit more chemistry, especially in the pick and roll lately. Turner's looking for him more and the Blazers are trusting in the pass and Leonard, most importantly, is trusting in himself with uh, taking open shots when they come to him. So uh, the Blazers, while they have struggled and while they are only 11 and 10 and are in eighth place in the West and they're a full game behind Utah, who's in seventh, it it does seem like things are starting to turn around a little bit. I, I don't want to be premature, but it, it seems like this team is starting to connect things. So we'll see if they can do that, if they can carry over that progress on the road. Granted, there were two Eastern Conference non-playoff teams that came in, but given the way that the defense had played and given the way that they had started the season, really unable to find footing, really unable to find sustained success for much of the season to get two straight wins heading into a road trip uh, is a much better way to go into the road trip than the way they went into the last one, which was... Uh, by getting beat up by the Bulls at home and then uh, heading to Houston to have James Harden serve them. So they're they're in a little bit better place right now. So I, I think it's it, the Blazers, while the schedule is getting harder, I think that they're in a better position to uh, win some games, make up some ground on those teams that are ahead of them in the Western Conference that I think uh, we thought that they would be competing with. So that's going to do it for me tonight. Hope you uh, enjoyed a, a little bit of reporting on our part uh, with the Hassan Whiteside stuff. And we hope you enjoy this podcast and you should subscribe to us. You should let your friends know. If you listen to us on FanRag Sports, we appreciate you. You should subscribe to us. Leave us a five-star review. Again, tell your friends. We're on Stitcher, Audioboom, iTunes, everywhere you can get a podcast, Google Play, you name it. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed our shows this week. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, had a lot of fun answering Twitter questions with Dane Carbaugh. 
So keep coming back. Keep listening. Blazers are going to be on the road for a little while. We'll keep you abreast of what is going on with them as they try and turn things around heading into the holidays. So keep listening to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, signing off, and we'll be back with you soon. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.